All right, everybody, welcome back to Horn Takes Live. I believe this is episode 31, certainly not our 31st live episode, but we've done a few live streams. They're working out all right. We're going to YouTube. We're going to Facebook. Catch me on TikTok. You can catch me on Twitter as well. I woke up this morning, and it just felt like everything meant more today. For those of you that don't know, deal was finalized for the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma to make an early move to the SEC. The original date was January, or excuse me, July of 2025. And there was a lot of hope earlier this year that they'd be able to get a deal done to make that happen in 2024. Those talks kind of broke up a little bit. Last week, early this week, but then here we are today. A deal has been struck with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC in 2024, USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten in 2024, and the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams in 2024. Could this be like the most significant? college football season ever. I mean, outside of the first one, obviously, and maybe, maybe there was some a long time ago that obviously I didn't get a chance to, to see, but I think in my lifetime, this has got to be the most interesting season. This 2024 season that's coming up that, that, that most of us will ever see just from the, just from the perspective of things that have changed and, you know, traditional powers moving to new conferences and obviously a 12-team playoff is a huge deal. So it could be it could be a really significant season in college football history, and I think it will be. I think it will be the most significant season in college football history. The deal, The deal with Texas is, and Oklahoma, they've, they've got to forego like $50 million worth of revenue that they would have had coming to them. Uh, and I think Fox Sports is going to get a lot of that. Texas had to flip a home-and-home. Home. They have a home-and-home home with Michigan scheduled in 2024 and 2027, I believe. Uh, Michigan was supposed to go to Austin in 2024 with the return trip to Ann Arbor in 2027. Uh, and as part of this deal, Texas will now be traveling to Ann Arbor in 2024. And then the return trip by Michigan will be in 2027 in Austin. Look at that 2024 schedule for Texas. And I don't know, obviously we don't know wh- what Texas's SEC schedule is going to look like in 2024. But you've already got an out-of-conference matchup with Michigan on the road. We don't know what Michigan's going to look like in two years, but it, let's let's just assume that Jim Harbaugh is still the coach there. They're probably going to be pretty good. I mean, he's got a decent shot at taking them to the playoffs again in his third year, or, or, or for the third year in a row. It's obviously wouldn't be unprecedented for a team to go to the playoffs four years in a row. I say that. I don't know if it's unprecedented. I'll have to check that out. But then let's assume that the SEC goes with this 
there's been like a lot of talk about how these schedules are going to work out and how, you know how do you how do you really take 16 teams and and find a champion and so there's all this discussion about pods and divisions and no divisions and then there was this like three six schedule method thing uh that that's got a lot of talk behind it a lot it's gaining a lot of ground i think it's gaining a lot of popularity amongst fans we're basically there's three teams that you play every single year uh, and they're going to try to hold those to traditional rivals rivalries and then you play six other sec teams so let's assume that that's what the sec goes with you have to think that texas's traditional rivalries in the sec are going to end up being oklahoma Texas A&M, and Arkansas. So there's four pretty bloodbathy type games right there for Texas before you even even before you even look at, like, might they play Alabama again? Might they play Georgia? What about Tennessee? They're, they're obviously much improved. LSU. Sounds really awesome from a fan perspective, but from a football perspective and from a ability to compete in all of those games, could be tough. It's it's certainly going to end up being, you would think, you have to think that Texas's 2024 schedule is just going to be absolutely brutal. Something else to consider when we start talking about this move finally happening. Everybody knew it was coming, right? But But now it's here. It's right down the road. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I wonder for Texas and OU if there's any boost in recruiting because of this. It'll be interesting to watch this recruiting cycle. Ever since the announcement came out, I think, I feel like Texas has gotten at least a look at a lot of these players. You look at what Steve Sarkeesian's doing from a recruiting perspective. He's recruiting all over the Southeast. He's pulling guys out of Alabama. He's... He's getting serious looks from guys out of Georgia, Florida, Louisiana. And now, and and again, I think a lot of that is because they could say they're moving to the SEC. You know, your folks are going to get to see you play. You can now come to Texas, but you're also going to go play a lot in the Southeast. Now that it's here and it's imminent, I wonder if we see any boost in recruiting for Texas and OU. They're already really good. Uh, Last year's classes were ranked third and fourth, respectively. I I tell you what, recruiting in the Southeast Conference is, is about to be about as cutthroat a game as you can think of. You've already got Alabama and Georgia. Alabama having pretty much dominated the recruiting landscape for basically since Nick Saban got to Alabama. Now you got Kirby Smart. He's killing it. You got Jimbo Fisher down in College Station who's had a couple of really, really good classes. His problem is keeping them on campus, but he's able to bring in talent. LSU, you've got Brian Kelly. Man, the the SEC is a the SEC twenty twenty four on is going to be just absolutely brutal. You got you got Josh Heupel 
doing things at Tennessee. Got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. He can recruit. So big news. I, I'm kind of surprised. I thought I thought once the talks kind of broke down, that would kind of be the end of it. I always kind of thought 2025 was going to be the year. I've said that before. Just a whole lot of stuff that has to get lined up and a whole lot of money stuff that's got to get lined up to make that deal happen. Uh, and I guess, obviously, they've been working hard at it and they got it done. So here we come, 2024. I'm excited about it. I'm ready to start seeing some schedules. But for Texas, I think the goal has to be now win this Big 12 championship game, win the last Big 12 championship game that you're a part of the Big 12, and carry that momentum over into the SEC. I think Sark's done a good enough job of laying the foundation to have the type of roster you have to have to compete in the SEC. Got to have a good... 2024 signing class. So I was wrong about the SEC move, but here's something I was right about. I said just the other day on the podcast, I was talking about Rodney Terry, talking about the job he had done. I said, I don't know. I don't know how these schools pay interim coaches, but they got to figure out a way to pay Rodney Terry. And I'm not talking about a contract. I, I, I made it clear. I don't think we're ready to start talking about Rodney Terry being the head coach at Texas next season. But for right now, he's doing a hell of a job. He's held the team together. Not only has he held them together, just that they're all there and that there hasn't been any other casualties of this whole Chris Beard deal. But they're actually playing really good basketball. They just finished 2-2 two and two in a probably the toughest stretch of basketball they're going to play all season. And and maybe that includes the tournament as well. But they finished two and two. Rodney Terry got himself a raise. I think he was making about five hundred thousand a year. They over doubled that. He's one in one point two million dollars a year now. So congratulations to Rodney Terry. He certainly deserves it. Uh, again, he's a he's a good recruiter. Uh, the team responds to him. He's held them together. And I talked about it on the podcast Monday. If this guy wins the Big 12 regular season title, if this guy takes his team into the Big 12 tournament and they do fairly well, and then they make a Sweet 16 type run in the NCAA tournament, I don't know how I don't know how Chris Del Conte doesn't give him a serious look. Texas basketball, we'll talk a little bit about them. We just talked about that four-game stretch. They've got West Virginia tomorrow. At home, they they went on the road to West Virginia earlier in the season, 169-61, pretty uneventful game. These are, the types of, these are the types of series in Big 12 basketball that are kind of make or break. You don't want to split with a team like West Virginia. Not that West Virginia isn't an okay team. They they have a decent record. They've got a really good coach. They've got some good players. But they're not upper echelon Big 12 team. 
And you definitely don't want to mess around and drop a game at home to split the series with West Virginia. So Saturday's a super important game. And then I believe it's Monday. Texas travels to Lubbock to play the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And Texas Tech has nothing to play for right now except let's just beat Texas. And I've seen it. I told you guys I live in Lubbock. I believe that was on the last podcast, maybe the one before. Talked about Texas Tech fans and the fan base itself. And so I get these. Facebook knows I live in Lubbock, so I get these. Hey, crap, you might want to look at. And it's always Texas Tech crap. And I read one the other day that said, all we got to do now is beat Texas. We just have to beat Texas. And that's kind of the mindset that Tech has had for, I feel like, for a long time about anything. Like, if they can beat Texas in anything, it doesn't matter what the rest of the season, how it turned out. And this person literally said that. This season will be a win if we can just beat Texas next week. So Tech's going to be fired up. Tech's always fired up to play Texas, but they're going to be especially fired up They're pretty, they're pretty fired up about this move. Every time some new news comes out about this SEC move, the Tech fans get all spun up. So it's going to be important for Texas to have their heads on straight. And it's going to be a big, I think it's a big coaching job, big sort of psychological job that Rodney Terry has in front of him after coming off the, the four games they just played. Can he get this team ready to play tomorrow morning against a team that they've already beaten that's not very good? And then can he quickly turn around and get his team ready to go into Lubbock, Texas? And it's going to be a mess. It, I mean, I think last year it was bad with Beard. I think this year might be as bad, if not worse, without Beard and the situations of it being without Beard. These tech, it's going to be brutal. Uh, last year, last year, some friends of mine here in Lubbock asked me, "You gonna you gonna try to go to the game here in Lubbock?" And I said, "Hell no, no fucking way will I subject myself to that amount of abuse." And I'm also not going to this next one, even though I could probably get a ticket pretty easy. Actually, I probably couldn't. It's going to be like the biggest ticket easily for tech basketball this this season so we talked a little we you know we we mentioned can can Rodney Terry get these guys ready to play and I mentioned how good of a year he's had and you know just how well he's done if there's one criticism I have of him it's that ever since he sort of took over that role as the head coach the team it almost looks like they don't show up until halftime. And I don't know I don't know if if he gets them too amped up. I know in that Kansas game they were obviously really excited to be there. The crowd was going crazy. I bet you the, you know, just sitting there watching it on TV, you could feel the electricity. I'm sure being there was 10 times more electric. But it was like they were so amped up. They were turning the ball over. They were, you know, everything was too fast. They're playing too fast. 
and just out of control with the aggressiveness. So, so for me, that's the one area where I feel like Rodney Terry can really improve this team is get them to just realize that you guys are talented. You've got experience. You don't have to do any more than you have to do to just go out and win. Just go play your game. You'll win the game. And Lord knows if Texas would have started there in most of the losses Texas had this year, if they would have just had a decent start, they probably win some of those games. So there it is. Texas got two on the road. Or excuse me, they got one at home tomorrow with West Virginia. Then they go on the road to Texas Tech. See if they can get it done. Thank you guys for listening today. It's a quick show today, but I wanted to jump on and talk about this SEC news. I wanted to talk about Rodney. Terry and that raise he deserves it you guys subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find it Horn Takes Podcast find me on YouTube Twitter Facebook TikTok just search for Horn Takes you'll find it you can email me at horntakespodcast at gmail.com with all your questions comments concerns and criticisms I love them all Welcome. You guys have a good weekend.